Happy Super Bowl Sunday, Met fans. How we doing? I guess they will talk a little football at the end of the uh, podcast. I will give you my predictions. And uh, we're going to take it from there at the end of the podcast. We're going to go football because, to be honest, which is not much happening in baseball. Besides Rob Manford tooting his horn the last two days prior to yesterday about how what a great offer it was. It was just a smokescreen because the players did not like it, did not accept it, are not accepting mediation. So this thing is going to get nastier before it gets better. I still think we'll have opening day on time. Cooler heads will prevail. But until then, we're just going to have to play the waiting game, unfortunately. Looks like spring training will be delayed. Again, Manfred wasn't going to say anything until yesterday's meeting. That might have been a smokescreen, too. Uh, They might have known right all along the players were going to reject the offer and make the players look bad. Uh, In this case, I am sticking up for the players because the last two times there were negotiations, the players had to give in. And the final verdict was the owners kind of won those negotiations. So you don't want to keep giving back to the owners. And Major League Baseball right now is a multi-billion dollar business. Uh, The richer getting richer. And uh, you just can't give in. Uh, I know the labor movement... United States isn't what it used to be, but the players have to stand their ground. And uh, we'll see what happens. See, the wild card in all this is the owners get to keep all that big postseason money. There's going to be expanded playoffs. So if they lose, say, 20 regular season games, it's not going to hurt the owners per se because baseball really doesn't draw and there's not that much interest with basketball and hockey and the uh, NCAA tournament going on. So they're not going to lose that much money in gate revenue, maybe a little bit in the regular season broadcast revenue, but their money is made in the postseason. So uh, in this regard, the the owners have the upper hand, and that's why there was a lockout to begin with, because without a lockout, the players could have actually walked away like they did in 1994 in August and denied the owners and Major League Baseball all that postseason money because there was no postseason 94. The season ended in early August that year with no champion declared. So this time the owners aren't fighting the bait on this one. They called the lockout first, so they have the upper hand. So it'll be interesting how much the players are willing to sacrifice as far as pay if the season is delayed. So it's going to be interesting. I know we'd rather be talking baseball, especially Met baseball, But unfortunately, we're not right now, and that's the reality of it all. But as always, we talk Mets, even on Super Bowl Sunday, even when there's no baseball. We talk Mets. That's why we're here. Now, on this date in uh, 1976, we have a few birthdays. Brian Rose was born. Uh, Mike Nickius was born in 1983. Brian Rose was born in 76. And how about... Howie Rose, no relation to Brian Rose, but a Met fan favorite all these years. He was born in 1954. And we'll talk about those fine gentlemen in a second. Let's just talk about the transactions that were made on this day. 
Remember when David Cohn signed as, was signed as a free agent by the Mets on this day in 2003? Uh, Cohn was already in his 40s at that time, but the Mets felt he still had some juice and could maybe be a fifth starter, spot starter, but just didn't work out. But on this date, the Mets did sign him, hoping that would be the case. Now, the Mets signed in 2015 Eric Young as a free agent. Eric Young had a lot of potential, but never made it through to the end of the year that year. Uh, uh, but he was a good ball player in his time. And on this date, the Yankees stole our Robertson Chirinos as a free agent on this date in 2021. Now, let's go back to the birthday boys, shall we? Let's talk Brian Rose. He was a pitcher in Major League Baseball for four different teams from 1997 to 2001. His claim to fame as far as the team concern is Boston Red Sox. He was six foot three and threw and uh, batted right-handed. Now, Rose was drafted in the third round of the 1994 draft by the Red Sox, and he turned down several uh, scholarship offers, including a baseball scholarship to the University of Michigan. He had an 11-season minor league career, so he was a, he toiled in the minor leagues for quite some time, and he even won the International League Most Valuable Pitcher Award in 1997. He pitched in 68 major league games between 97, July 97 and May 2001, and he registered a career earn run average of 5.86 with a 15-23 and 23 one-loss record. How'd he do with the Mets? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh... A short, short, short stay. Just three games he pitched, 8.2 innings, and he had an ERA of 4.15, I should say. So he didn't finish the season with the Mets. The Mets uh, didn't hold on to him. Um, He was selected, let's see, I should say he was cleaned off waivers by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays very early into the season, April 24th, so that's why he only pitched three games with the Mets. But once a Met, always a Met, happy birthday, Brian Rose. Also celebrating a birthday, Mike Nickius. I always liked Mike. He was a batter, didn't have that much talent, but he had a savvy for the game. He played four seasons in the major leagues with Toronto and the Mets. Uh, he was playing for Georgia Tech, and he was drafted by the Texas Rangers in the fifth round of the 2004 draft. Uh, he did okay. He did okay. Uh, we got him from the Rangers. He was traded to the Mets for outfielder Victor Diaz. In 2007, he split time between the high A, St. Lucie Mets, and double A, Binghamton Mets. In 2008, he split time between Binghamton and the AAA New Orleans Zyphers. Nickius earned his first promotion to the majors on September 2, 2010. He made his Major League debut the same day on Henry Mejias' first Major League start on September 4, 2010, as he was the Mets catcher against the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. On September 29, he got his first two Major League hits against the Milwaukee Brewers, he hit his first Major League home run April 21, 2001, off Houston Astros pitcher J.A. Happ. Now, on May 1, 2011, he was sent down to the minors as Ronnie Polino. Remember Ronnie? He came up to the Mets. For the beginning of the 2012 season, Nicky has played a backup catcher role for Josh Tolley. Now, neither guy could really hit, 
But Nikias did hit a grand slam scoring Ike Davis, Vinny Rotino, and Kirk Neuenheis on May 26th. On July 25th, unfortunately, Nikias was once again sent down to the minors as Rob Johnson came up to the Mets. And then he came up on September 1st as, remember in the old days, they'd expand the rosters to 40? Well, that's when Mike Nikias came back up. Now, on November 9th, Nikias signed the minor league deal with the Mets with an invitation to spring training. He had elected free agency after being outrighted off the 40-man roster. But on December 17, 2012, in a big, big trade in Met history, the Mets traded Nikias, R.A. Dickey, and Josh Toley to the Toronto Blue Jays for Travis Darnot, Syndergaard, John Buck, and Wilmer Becerra. Well, he was assigned to the Blue Jays' uh, Buffalo Bisons team, but his Met career ended on that day. Now, how about we celebrate one of my favorite announcers of all time? Yes, let's put it in the books and say happy birthday to Howie Rose. Howie's been a diehard New York Met fan from day one, just like Gary Cohen. He'd go to the games, keep scoring in the upper deck. I think a lot of us have lived the life he has. We just haven't become the great announcer he has. Uh, he started his career doing sports updates on Sports Phone. Remember Sports Phone? When you would dial in to get the scores, I remember after going to a Met game, waiting to take transportation home, dialing, what was it, 976-1313, and we'd get updates. And that led to sports updates on news station WCBS AM through the early 80s. Now, Rose has called Mets play by, play by or radio on television since 1995 and is regarded by fan and media outlets alike as an expert of Mets history. He especially hosted the Mets extra pre- and post-game shows, he worked at television booth until the retirement of longtime Met radio voice Bob Murphy in 2003. In the following year, Rose took Murphy's spot alongside Gary Cohen on WFAN. Cohen became the play-by-play -play broadcaster on then-new Mets television network Sports New York starting the 2006 season and sharing the radio booth with Tom McCarthy. In 2008, Wayne Hagen replaced McCarthy, and from 2012-2018, Rose called games with Josh Lewin. As of 2019, Howie called games with Rain, Wayne Randazzo, and they are a good pair. I really do enjoy listening to them. From 2014 to 2018, he called games on WOR before moving to WCBS in 2019. He also co-hosted MLB Now, joining uh, Brian Kenny, Mark DeRosa, and Ken Rosenthal on MLB Network for a few shows. And as we all know, Rose has been the master of ceremonies during many key events, including opening day. Uh, he's hosted the uh, opening of City Field, the 40th anniversary of the 69 Mets, and the 50th anniversary of the 69 Mets, a special pregame ceremony honoring Ralph Kiner, and Mike Piazza's retirement ceremony. And I'm sure he'll be doing Keats later on. Now, as we all know, his end-of-the-game catchphrase is, put it in the books, used after the final out is recorded and Mets win. After Met losses, Rose says, and the ball game is over. Sort of like Bob Murphy. Like Bob Murphy say, we'll be back with the happy right cap. And when the Mets were losing, like the final out was being made, Bob Murphy say, and that'll do it. Uh, and when he uses phrasing, and the Mets are leading by a score of, say, 3-2, to two, he uses the same diction as original Met broadcaster Lindsey Nelson, so... You can see he was influenced a lot by Murph and Nelson. 
Now, us hockey fans know that he worked as a play-by-play announcer for the New York Rangers and was paired with Sal Redwhite Messina. He is most recognized by Ranger fans for his call when Stefan Mateau scored the game-winning goal in double overtime of Game 7 of the 1994 Eastern Conference Finals against the Devils. Here's the call. Fatisov for the Devils. Plays across ice into the far corner. Mart- Mateau sweeps swoops and in, intercept behind the net. Swings in front. He scores. Mateau. 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 Stefan Mateau. And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby, but it's Mount Vancouver. The Rangers are headed to the finals. Yeah, I always, we all remember that one if you're a Ranger fan or even if a hockey fan in general. I'm sure if you're a Devil fan, you don't want to remember that. But I always had fun with that. Like, he stepped on my toe, stepped on my toe. Eh, of course, I'm the uh, king of dad jokes, and you just have to bear with me. Now, the Rangers would go on to win the Cup that year uh, over Vancouver 4-3, to their first Stanley Cup victory in 54 years. So Rose is etched in New York Ranger fans' history books, too. Now, here's the funny part. Ray Rose was the play-by-play announcer for Islander Telecast when he worked alongside Butch Goring. For the 2009-10 season, Rose's work was simulcast on radio as well. He was he replaced Jiggs McDonald, Islander legend and Islander broadcast in 95-96, and was previously partnered with Ed Westfall, Joe Micheletti, and Billy Jaffe. After the 2015-16 season, Rose announced he would not return to call Islander games after the end of the season. Now, if you really put on your uh, memory cap, you'll remember that Rose was the original primetime radio host on WFAN when the station went all sports, hosting that program until 1995. He occasionally worked games for Fox NHL Saturday in the mid-90s, and now occasionally works for Fox Saturday Baseball, but not too often. He also called the Long Island Blackbirds basketball and soccer. And it's been wow, hard to believe it's been almost nine years now since his book, Put It in the Book, was released. The book is an autobiography and memoir of 50 years in Met history and was written with Col- with Phil Pepe, a great New York writer. Uh, Rose was inducted to National Jewish Sports Hall of Fame, and he has won IMEs for his excellence in broadcasting for New York Islanders, and it was announced that Howie would be inducted into the New York Baseball Hall of Fame in 2019. So we know how he was out with a medical reason. He really didn't disclose what it was at the end of the year. But it looks like Howie will be coming back whenever Major League Baseball decides to get its act together. Okay, now you know what time it is when you hear that music in the background, don't you folks? Yes, it's time for Mets Trivia and Jeopardy. Who is ready? Okay, looks like some of you are. You're, you've got your pen and paper out and you're ready to write down the answers and submit them. We'll see how you do. Okay, today's Met baseball trivia question is, what Met player was called out for failing touch second base, and when Casey Stengel ran out to protest the call, either the umpire or the Mets first base coach, it's not really clear in the history books, the guy who's telling telling the story said to Casey as he ran by, don't bother arguing, Casey. He missed first base too. That's our trivia question for today. And here's our Met Jeopardy question of the day. First clue, war number four as a Met. In 2005, he was the epitome of flexibility, playing at seven different positions, including the entire infield and performing well off the bench. And as a starter, and even managed two game winning hits. So once again, 
Your Jeopardy clue is War Number 4 is a Met, and in 2005 was the epitome of flexibility, playing at seven different positions, including the entire infield and performing well off the bench and as a starter, and even managed two game-winning hits. Okay, now let's talk about what's going on in the greatest baseball group there is on Facebook, New York Mets Baseball Way of Life. If you're not a member, please do join. And if you are a member and listen to this podcast, by all means, please do listen to the podcast. If you ever need to reach me by email, my email address is philstan41 at gmail. Any Met-related questions about the show, the group, or whatever, please feel free to reach out. And we now have a Twitter account. It's called New York Mets Baseball Way of Life. And I post a lot more from other people regarding the Mets on, on that site. So you get a little bonus if you check out the Twitter page, too. But anyway, join all three. You'll be glad you did. Like I said, we have good stuff in there every friggin' day. The knowledge of you Met fans in the group amazes me. I mean, I really am proud of who we have in the group and what we're all about. So, please do keep it up. I mean, I really do appreciate it all. And uh, like I said, when we spotlight things that are mentioned in the group every day, So, check out the podcast, check out the site, and you'll feel right at home with all the discussions that are going on. For example, in the group today, we uh, mentioned on this date in 2003, the Mets signed David Cohn. And we gave some statistical now. David Cohn had quite a career with the Mets. I guess he's more or less affiliated with the Yankees now because he's a broadcaster there. And... uh, He did compile an 80 and 48 record with the team from 87 to 92. And he did try to come back with the Mets again, but it just didn't work out. So that's that with David Cohn. Uh, I missed that. I like David. I thought he was a gutsy performer. Uh, He put it all out there. He was a gamer. I don't know how you guys felt, but I love David Cohn. And once a Met, always a Met. And he'll always be a Met in my book. And I know... He went out and wore number 17 to honor Keith Hernandez after Keith wore the team. So that's how much respect he had for Keith Hernandez. And now the moment you've been waiting for. My predictions for the Super Bowl. It seems like the general public, if you on my Facebook page and everywhere else, it seems like 60% of the people are picking the Bengals. But yet the Rams are four-point favorites, which makes me wonder. Yes. I'm wondering, are you wondering, is the smart money saying the Rams are going to win the game? Because the point spread's gone from four to three and a half, and it's back up to four. So I think the heavy players are going for the Rams, and I can see why. The Rams are stacked with potentially a lot of future Hall of Famers there. And I think the defense will be a key. I think there'll be more pressure on Burrow. Burrow's than uh, we expect you got the best defensive lineman in the NFL playing for the Rams. Uh, Von Miller's, you don't know what, Bengals may know what, not know what's coming to them. And the Rams receiving core is fantastic. I think the sleeper in all this game is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. I expect him to come through. I think he's the type of guy that when it comes to a big game can really come through. And he has moves that you just, he can split the seams like nobody else. So I do think it'll be low scoring. I think it's going to be actually tough for Cincinnati to score because if you shut down the pass with a good pass rush, 
I'm not sure if either team has a good running attack. I think Cincinnati may suffer in that regard more than the Rams. So my prediction is the Rams 24 to 14 with the MVP. It's gonna, I'm going to go with Odell Beckham. So there you have it. Now, based on my predictions, go the other way. But those are my predictions. You asked for them, you got them. Okay, now it's time to give you the answers for a Met Trivia and Jeopardy question. First, we'll give you the answer for the trivia question. Yesterday's trivia question was, what Met player was called out for failing to touch second base when Casey Stengel ran out to protest the call? Either the umpire or the Met first base coach, depending on who was telling the story, said to Casey's a ran by, as he ran by, don't bother arguing, Casey. He missed first base, too. Well, the correct answer is Marv Thornberry. And congrats to our resident Met trivia expert, Kareem Hayward, on being the first to submit the correct answer. Now, our two clues from Met Final Jeopardy. First clue is worn number four is a Met. Second clue is in 2005 was the epitome of flexibility playing at seven different positions, including the entire infield and performing well off the bench and as a starter and even managed two game-winning hits. Well, the correct answer is who is Chris Woodward? And one of our other resident med experts, Dave Phillip, came through with the correct answer on this one. So correct answers were provided by Kareem and Dave today. Congrats to both. Okay, that's going to wrap up our podcast for today, Super Bowl Sunday. Again, enjoy the game, whoever you're rooting for, and let's just keep hoping this damn lockout ends soon. Again, I want to thank you all for uh, checking it out again, and please do subscribe, join the Facebook group, check out our Twitter page, follow us on Twitter. We're here for you, 24-7, 365. So once again, we'll probably check back in tomorrow with another podcast. So again, thanks for listening. It means the world to me, and we'll talk soon.